0: And this is where that robust, mature IW ecosystem has been so valuable to us. What we've discovered is it's not just a curriculum. It's really a whole community and a culture around IW.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudoir. Do you know what we were doing a year ago, Andrew? I have a hard time
2: remembering what I was doing a few months ago, but I'm guessing we were sitting in this room talking to someone.
1: It's true because we have a visual here. and You can see that we have Dr. Nick Ellis right with us in the studio. And Nick, last year you talked to us about Christian Halls International, and this was a brand new program. And you were super excited about it, but you're even more excited about it now, and it's continuing to grow. So welcome back to our podcast.
0: It's great to be here. Great to be back in Oklahoma.
1: And, you know, I've been doing a
2: lot of conventions this year, and I have to guesstimate that I mention Christian Halls International to at least 10 different families every single day that I'm at conventions because everyone has the question you know, what do you do with high school students? right? And they've heard about the idea of dual enrollment options. They may or may not like the, or even have access to a good community college situation. Yep. And uh, there's more and more competition from various schools and universities, but I don't know any program that's got it. Uh, the vision is as great as what Nick and his team have put together for CHI
1: right, so Nick, tell us about that vision, and we'll do our very best to keep the focus on what Andrew is talking about dual enrollment with iew classes through CHI, but it's so much bigger than that, so let's start there
0: well uh you're right the 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 landscape of college is shifting, and I think we're all starting to feel the growing pains of debt, ideological warfare. The challenges of always feeling the need to send our children away, right, and not really sure how to build the beautiful, flourishing community. That I think that's what we're all trying to find, right? How do we, as a family and as a community, build a flourishing, multi generational um, future for our for our families? And and in, in that answer used to be send your kids away to college. And then we're not really sure where they're going to go, but that seems to be the answer. And increasingly, people have begun to say, is that really the answer? And we see that with decreasing enrollments in colleges. We see that with the explosion in the trade school space. And so there's lots of interesting things happening. And we saw that and we said, how do we ensure that we can build a model where local families, local businesses, local churches can flourish and extend their legacy across multiple generations. That's really what we kind of got into. And we looked historically and we said, well, how were people traditionally trained when things were flourishing at the local level in the classical era and uh, early Jewish and Christian communities? how, How did this take place? And so we basically started to design a model where local eldership, local mentors, local tutors are prioritized, and students were able to get access to our various academic partners and universities and those kind of things, focusing on local uh, implementation. And so the Christian Hall is uh, essentially a group of students partnered with local subject matter experts, local elders, the kind of people that you would want your 18, 19, 20-year-old person to be mentored and and kind of grow with. Um, And we have just happened to have a number of relationships with various different Christian universities where students can get their classes and their degrees and their credentialing um, through our universities. And so really what we're doing is we're bringing together local communities, local students, local mentors with top-tier accredited Christian universities where um, you don't have to go into debt. You don't have to send your, your best and your brightest away. You can really focus on designing the flourishing community. That's really the vision that we've been driving on. And so then the question is within that bigger vision, what are the kinds of things that we could do Tactically, what are the kind of things that we can do? And as 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 parents begin to come to us, as local community mentors begin to come to us, as, as elders came to us, um, we started to see over the last year that there are specific groups of programs that people have re- have have requested.
1: And so, you have four programs within Christian halls.
0: Yeah, we we have from an academic perspective, mm-hmm. we have now hundreds of classes, mm-hmm. literally hundreds of degrees that we could offer, everything from. Uh, trade school certificates, all the way through you know, undergraduate, master's, and PhDs. But the question is, is how do you put those together in a community design? And there's really four community designs that we've seen emerge. You know, first of all, your, what I would call your kind of standard honors college, mm-hmm. great books reading program, where you have homeschoolers and mothers that love reading and they love the great Christian intellectual tradition coming together and saying, we're already doing kind of a classical school. What do we do for a 13th grade or a 14th grade? We really don't know where to send our kids to continue that kind of intellectual tradition. And so to be able to build a local honors college, a local great books program has been very successful.
2: I think when people hear that though, they think, oh, this has to be a big thing with dozens or hundreds of students and a dedicated building and a faculty but that's not what you're talking about when you say local honors college that's right this
0: is this is going back to the old tradition of a tutor or a mentor reading in a small in a small group context and leading a discussion no, no different than a the old rabbinic model or the old Greek pedagogical tradition. And in fact, uh, three, four, five students with somebody who knows how to read through a great book, that is an honors college. And so we've been able to install these everything from a small group of, of three or four students with one tutor mm-hmm. all the way to larger groups uh, meeting in churches or meeting in schools of several hundred students with, with a couple dozen uh, tutors, So that honors college program has been very flexible and it is targeted on people who really do want to, you know, focus on the humanities and read through the whole history of Christian thought. And um, there's not a lot of places you can do that affordably today, you know, in the collegiate environment. That would be one design. On the other extreme, the demand for skilled trade. And the demand for people who want to work in businesses, not go into debt, not go into the traditional collegiate environment, that has just exploded over the last year. And um, so we've worked very closely with one of our universities, Southeastern University, to design a very exciting program, um, an associates to bachelor's program in skilled trades and to be able to um, earn a certificate or a degree in electrical or in plumbing or welding, in general contracting, working with a local mentor, a local professional, doing some of your general education, and also working your way through a skilled trade. I think that's going to be our number one program.
1: I love this idea, Nick, because sometimes I think about that electrician that comes to my house and he's gonna retire in a few years. Who's gonna take over for him? It seems there's a decreasing pool of people that are qualified to do this. And yet now you're coming alongside and saying, hey, like the journeyman program, right? Where you got the apprenticeship.
0: That's right. We were shocked to find um, that uh, really apprenticeship disappeared in this country. Mm -hmm. Um, Really going back to the post-World War II when the GI Bill came in and many of our colleges, especially our faith-based colleges that had been providing a skilled trade education, uh, the money pulled them into... Uh, more of the humanities, white collar mm-hmm. kind of training, right?
2: And basically, we abandon the trades. Yeah, I'm sure you are familiar with Mike Rowe. Yes, you should. Uh, you should get together with him, and because I think his TED talk on how we have to rethink work mm. is possibly the best of all TED talks mm. I've ever heard. But uh, he, you know, he he's saying this: if we don't start making this an important and valued form of education for young people, we will pretty soon have a country that doesn't have people to keep the lights on and keep the waters flowing. And And, and we need to start early. We need to tell kids in
0: junior high and in high school – this is a beautiful, valuable contribution to our society. Yeah. If we tell them this is a dirty, dishonorable program, mm-hmm. yep. they will start to select out. And then they will say, well, how do I go to college? And suddenly two years in, they're like, I didn't really want to go to college. But now I've got You're sixty dollars to $100,000 yeah. in debt. And what do I do? Instead, we can find... Those, those opportunities for local mentorship, for local apprenticeship. You can come out with no debt. You can be earning 60, 70, $100,000 two to three years after graduation. It is an amazing moment to rejuvenate the skilled trades. So that would be our second program. And then we have two other programs. We have our kind of standard Bible college and seminary option for those students that really do want to kind of lean into their faith tradition. And then we have an increasing Interest in our uh, work study program, where students are coming into local businesses, learning on the job, um, doing their academics, and partnering with a local company. So those are those are four designs that have been growing. I don't know what caused the catalyst, but uh, just for example, this month we've had over a hundred requests for new Christian halls in just in North America. Uh, Canada is beginning to to call. We've got. Um, hundreds of campuses in Brazil. So something is taking place where there's now an interest and an, an openness to doing something different in the post high school
2: space. So I want to tell you what I tell people and have you correct that if I'm wrong about anything. This is actually the first time I've heard of your four different subdivisions, I guess. But I'm often talking to a family. They've got a couple very sharp teenagers, you know, 16, 17, 15 maybe. And I will engage them in a conversation about dual enrollment. Mm -hmm. Have you considered this? Uh, Well, yeah, we kind of know something. and, And then I will point them to a couple sources of info. Obviously, a lot of these colleges, Liberty, Grand Canyon, Colorado Christian, they are actively working to get dual enrollment students distance learning enrolled because that's how they can get kids in the pipeline. So if you do a year worth of college credits when you're 16 or 17, you're much more likely to want to finish out at that school. But when I explain CHI, I, I do it kind of like this. I say, well, it would be your couple kids and a few of their friends, and you would start essentially kind of like a club and you would need an adult to help facilitate everything, the kids would then get together and look at the list of possible courses that CHI offers through these accredited institutions. Mm-hmm. And your little group could choose one or more of these. They would all enroll in the course, but then they would get together once, maybe even twice a week to read and talk, maybe do some of the homework or or bounce ideas off each other, have a, like a little study group so that they would have that experience in order to get the most out of this kind of online remote asynchronous course that they're doing. And then if that goes well, then they could add another course the next semester and and maybe add a few people, is, is that basically correct? Yeah, that is the core definition of what is a Christian Hall. Okay, then I'm, I'm not giving
0: anyone wrong information. A- everything beyond that is program selection. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you want to do, we have a wonderful aviation program that started to develop. Well, how did that start to happen? Mm-hmm. Well, because pilots are a very interesting breed of person. They uh, love their hobby and they have expensive toys And they need to justify the use of those toys to their wives. (laughs) And so there's no greater justification than getting together with young, late teenagers, early adults, and training and teaching them in the very hobby that these pilots simply love to do. And so we've had pilots come to us to say, we have young people that want to learn how to fly. You have a bachelor's in aviation. Could we get together and form, in your language, a flying club? Mm -hmm where these retired pilots sometimes with 30, 40, 50, 60,000 hours of flight time on, in the professional airlines are now retired and they love nothing more than to talk about aviation and teach about aviation and to you know train other other people and use their airplanes. Well, we just match up those mentors mm-hmm. with our academic programs to create this Christian Hall learning community, this this club. Well, What are the other kind of areas of interest? Suddenly we have a welding program. Why did we build a welding program? Because we had retiring welders saying to us, I don't have people to give my company to. Can you give me a way, an instrument for them to stay here and learn with me Mm -hmm. so that I can create a flourishing community? And if the welders go away, everything breaks. You don't know how much welding is important.
2: so you're you're bringing adults with areas of interest, expertise, you know, kind of a passion, and connecting them up with groups of kids and then offering various things depending on what that group of kid and which adults are involved and And essentially, they can take these academic courses from uh, a variety of accredited universities or colleges and somehow you are able to be the the nexus there you help them find it you help them sign up for it you facilitate the economic side of it and then you keep records is that is that correct yes that's that's that's
1: correct well andrew you were talking about online classes and i know nick that you have gone to these universities and you have requirements So when you go to these universities, say like Southeastern University, you're looking for schools that are accredited at the highest level because when a student's doing dual enrollment, they're not necessarily knowing what school they're going to transfer to. So it really helps that these schools have credit that can be transferred. And here you've got these four programs, but each of these programs have academic components to it. And all of these students have to take English Comp 1 and English Comp 2. And so, what you have negotiated with these universities is IEW Structure and Style for Students, Year 1 Level C, along with Fix It Grammar Level 5. That is a robust course, and that can count as two semesters of college credit.
0: That's right. So, let's talk about how IEW really kind of came into this whole ecosystem. As we begin to talk to parents, and as we begin to select, what are those classes that they're selecting? What are those classes that they need? What are the priorities for dual credit? What should they take in high school, early stage college? People begin to come to us and say, I don't love what I'm getting in that generic comp one or comp two class. In fact, we've been doing courses with Andrew Pudowa and IW for you know five, six, seven years. And then we show up at our local community college, and the quality is just starkly, you know, starkly different. Why would we go take that generic class that we don't know what they're going to do? It's like, here's an apple, go bite into it, but we don't really know what it's like. Man, it's full of worms. Why would we want to eat that apple? We have a wonderful apple here that we know and that we trust. And so we were able to go to our universities and say, you know, instead of using that Macmillan or Pearson generic textbook for Comp 1, why don't we switch that curriculum out and use a trusted curriculum that we know and that our, that our families already love, and then assign a professor to teach this at the freshman level? And our university said, well, let's give it a shot. Why not? It is, We're just changing the textbook. And what we've found is that that has been so much more successful. In terms of actually teaching kids how to write both at the dual credit level and now interestingly enough even in the post dual credit world because from a, from a college perspective it's a college class and so we have some students taking that at 16, 17, 18 in the high school years for dual credit And increasingly we're having 18, 19, 20 year old students take that as their college writing class. And they're not taking it for dual credit, they're taking it as their standard college writing class and very, very successfully. And so my job is to triangulate between subject matter expert, mentors in the community, students and find the best program possible to serve those clients. Well, it just so happens that the best writing curriculum that we've been able to find Is the IEW writing material because we can install this in any community working with that local mentor and it works and it's very, very successful.
1: Well, it does really help to have that video component. There's no trusting on someone else's experience or lack of it to be able to teach the course. You're getting taught by the expert teacher. But what about grading papers, Nick? How do these students get these papers evaluated?
0: Yeah, well, the, the, the wonderful thing about the IEW ecosystem of parents and groups and co-ops and Andrew is the subject matter expert is now it is a very mature program. And so what we've been able to find is that there are moms individually that have been trained in IEW that know how to support their, their, their students. There are co-ops that are out there with very successful IEW tutors that have been certified, accredited by IEW, and they have a very high standard and a very high fidelity of instruction. There are schools that we now work with that have implemented IEW and are starting to build out that program in their writing program. And those teachers have been trained. So all kind of all the way down the ecosystem. In fact, IEW has a have us has a wonderful online live tutorial program. That's
1: right. Yes. Our IEW online classes. Talk about this, Nick, because this is something that you and I, we weren't really sure how that we were going to do this last year, but then we landed a couple months ago and it's going to be great.
0: So whether it is an individual homeschool mom that's been trained, whether it is a co-op tutor, a school teacher, or an online live tutor from IEW, um, those are all options that we've been able to find that students, we know that our members will get a very high quality education going through the IEW system. Now, one of the things that we learned this year, we've been doing this two semesters now, we're entering into our third semester, and we've discovered that we really did need to offer two different classes. Mm -hmm. We needed to offer a IEW class that follows the curriculum as written and then we also offered a separate class that follows the the IEW online uh, live tutoring program.
1: Yes. So IEW.com slash online. That's specifically what we're talking about here, our IEW online classes our instructors that we've hired to teach this group of students, they follow a very specific plan. They adopt it slightly because of the engagement they're having. They're meeting with the students for 15 weeks. They're bringing in the frog prints for the Fix It Grammar. So they're not just doing the video, they're giving them the coaching. And there's still an opportunity for students to enroll in these online classes. We still have a few openings. But if you're enrolled in an IEW online class year one level C, you're going to get high school credit. And now, if you also enroll in Christian Halls International and Southeastern or Donnelly College, you're also getting college credit. So in that case, it's
2: our people, our online instructor team, they are marking the papers and giving the grades, and that is working for the college credit part of it?
1: So almost, almost. Once they're given feedback from their IEW online instructors, the students can fix it up and they turn it into their learning management system, LMS, like Canvas. I think that's what Southeastern University and Donnelly are using. And then these schools with the partnership with CHI have hired IEW accredited instructors to be the graders and those IEW instructors that are the graders, they know what they're looking for. They know what a good assignment is. They're anonymous, but they're the ones assigning the grades to the students.
0: And this is where that robust, mature IEW ecosystem has been so valuable to us. What we've discovered is it's not just a curriculum. It's really a whole community and a culture around IEW. And so to be able to go out and find these highly qualified, accredited instructors that know the material... Um, they can work with our professors at the universities and provide a very consistent, high-quality amount of feedback. So you're not just kind of getting this. Well, that one professor kind of didn't like what I was doing and marked things down. Uh, they have been trained by
2: IEW. And so we've been able to find and hire those accredited instructors. Well, and in writing is one of those things you really can't assess with a multiple choice kind of more automated grading testing system like some subjects would lend themselves to that so and that's generally the the hardest part of the equation for parents if if they don't themselves feel qualified to mark and grade papers who is that's that's fantastic i know a lot of people might be curious to know what's the differential in cost between say a dual enrollment program at a community college or a or a private school versus Christian Halls versus waiting until you're nineteen and enrolling at the University of Blah Blah.
0: Our our standard price point is a hundred dollars a credit hour for dual credit. And so we encourage students to take advantage of that as much as they possibly can because from fifteen or so until nineteen they're eligible for dual credit. And so to get up through about 60 credit hours at $100 a credit hour, get your associate's degree, the cost savings are enormous. I tell parents all the time who are about to graduate their 16-year-old high school student, I say, why would you do that? <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, you're about to triple or quadruple or quintuple your college costs by graduating them early Keep them listed as a high school student, mm-hmm. take advantage of they're the same exact class. Right. The only difference is the price point. And so take advantage of this and implement this as much as you possibly can. And then, of course, we would love for them to start a local Christian hall and engage through our program. But even if they just knock off those dual credit classes and then transfer that's still an enormous benefit. Um, We have one community in uh, Huntsville, Alabama that we're working with. And they're just so marvelous because they know exactly how to triangulate their local talent and the local students and the local market need. And they came to us with three programs. They have a local classical school. They have strong interest in the trades and it's Huntsville, so it's NASA. And so they came to us and um, in the first consultation, they said, we want three programs. We want our honors college program, great books and humanities and whatnot for all of those classical students that really want to continue to study and work th- their way through the literature. We have our trade school program that we want to start. And we have a two-year polytechnic launch pad that we want to start. Basically, for students to be able to knock off all their general education, Mm -hmm. all the psych, philosophy, anthropology, some of the, frankly, the problematic classes that a lot of parents hesitate to send their kids to the state school, said, we want to launch a two-year launch pad for the kids that do want to go to the University of Alabama or to Clemson to get their engineering programs to come back into the NASA program. Those are the three programs that they wanted to launch. And the first thing that they said to us was – We have a bunch of students that are doing IEW. Can we use that as our writing class? In all three of those programs, because of course, you need to write if you're going to be in the humanities, you need to be able to write well if you're going to be in the trades, and then we can use this as kind of the general education writing prereqs for all of those students that are moving into the engineering programs. So that would be one way that IEW kind of fills in the gap for all of those. And all of those programs, we can get all the way through their associates using dual credit and save an enormous amount of um, resources for those parents.
1: Now, I heard you say something that I want to make sure our listeners picked up on. I love the idea of the Huntsville community. I love that you've got communities now starting in Vancouver, in Toronto. But even if there isn't a community near you, you can still do dual enrollment. Just little old you, you can enroll in our IEW online class or have mom teach you at home. Don't worry about it, mom. You're not the one assigning college credit. You're enrolling in Southeastern University or Donnelly College through CHI. They're the ones that are going to grade the papers. They're the ones that are going to assign the college credit. You just can take one class. Then you may be introduced to the whole smorgasbord of all the different options that you have available.
0: Yep, that's good. That's exactly what we're trying to say. And we think it is a a marvelous way to start the process. And, of course, we would love to encourage you to create your own self-governing, no-debt Locally integrated educational program. But if you just start with IEW, that's a great first step.
1: I love it. It's a great gateway program of excellence. You know, I want to read a little testimonial that we have from one of our own students who went through CHI using structure and style for students. This is Amy, and she actually works here in our office. We just love Amy. And this is what she says, talking to other students, I realized that many of them weren't taught to outline, but were just given a subject and told what to write about. Using IEW models and outlines for writing has given me the tools I need to approach any assignment with confidence. See, there are tools that you're given within the IEW course that you probably won't get in a Comp 1 class. Then she goes on to say, Taking the course through CHI to obtain college credit was a simple and enjoyable process. I loved it. CHI graders gave excellent feedback and wanted to help me be the best that I could be. I have decided to attend a university on campus this fall, and the credits I earned through CHI will transfer to that university. I highly recommend this opportunity. That's exactly what we're trying to help high school kids with, get a little head start. I was telling you earlier today, Nick, I forgot how exhausting you are because you have so many exciting things that you're working on. Sometimes being in the same room with you, I think, oh, I'm not doing enough. But you're an amazing leader. And I'm so happy that you came to us and said, your structure and style for students year one level C is robust enough to count as college credit. And, you know, occasionally we get naysayers who say, this is too easy but now we know it's not too easy. It's good enough for college credit.
2: Well, and I think one thing that I think Nick said this to me some time ago, and I've heard it elsewhere, that you know, these days most college classes are not especially at the freshman sophomore level, they're not really any more rigorous than corresponding high school classes. It's just in high school you do, you know, chemistry for a year. And you might get that same chemistry in a semester. So I wasn't surprised that our class would qualify as a college course. You know, we do have the rigor, and it's such a timely thing to have in place. Going back to what Nick was saying, I just know so many parents. One of the most common questions I get is, what do you think about sending kids to college these days? And it's a very good conversation to have because – you know, a lot of people have ended up with huge amount of debt or kids that get sucked into kind of a semi-woke way of thinking about the world. And that's not what the parents are wanting for the kids, but they don't know another way. When people ask me all the time now, what is the main difference between a
0: going away to a four-year college and staying local in a Christian hall? And I've started to describe it kind of using a little bit of a metaphor that Many people go away to their university. They go there for four years, and they will probably never step foot on that campus again for the mm-hmm. rest of their life. Right. Uh, they might go back for a homecoming you know, or something along those lines, but it's very transactional. You go, you take your classes, you get your degree, and you're gone. What we're trying to do with Christian halls is more akin to the ancient synagogue model. Or to may I say the uh, the martial arts dojo. You know, yes, you can come in and get your white belt and your yellow belt, your dual credit classes and these early stage classes. Yes, you can go all the way through PhD, get your black belt or those kind of things. But if you were gonna if you were gonna study ten years to get your black belt, would you just stop once you got your black belt? Are you done? Is it over? No. There's a place where you come to practice your art and to train others that are younger than you in your local community. And really the Christian Hall is modeled around that. It's not a place that you come and get a degree and leave. Generational transfer of wisdom for us is far more important than the transactional relaying of data. That is the model that we're going back to Because that is how generational transfer of wisdom has always taken place before we moved into this transactional
2: uh, model. Nick, you are an amazing balance of this extremely high-level vision that is just almost too, too good to imagine ever happening. And then the practical, this is what you do tomorrow to start. And that is just so valuable. In, in a person. I think that's one reason why I just love hanging out with you because you you can think from this very very high comprehensive idea of what you're doing big picture and then you are hammering out details little by little and you don't and people can just hop in and, and join you in this. Huh?
0: Well, the only way we've been able to do that is by partnering with mature excellent programs. Because if I had to design this by myself it would not be possible. But the only way that we've been able to do that is within partnerships like with IEW, where we can trust parents are going to be given the tools to actually build these things up. And so that's why we're just delighted to be here, to be back in this room with you guys, and to be working in partnership as we build out this network of Christian halls.
2: Five years from now, 10 years from now, it could be so amazing.
1: Thank you, Nick. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcasts. Here you can also find show notes and relevant links from today's broadcast. One last thing, would you mind going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast? This really helps other smart, caring listeners like you find us. Thanks so much.